Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, you guys. Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's Gina Crash. Very excited to introduce you to my guest this morning. It's Kiona Tranby. She is the Director of Marketing and Communications for the American Craft Council. Good morning, Kiona. How you doing? Good morning. It's so nice to meet you. I'm doing great. It's awesome. How are you? Oh, very good. And we're so excited <laughs> that for like the 45th year, you guys have an event we're going to talk about coming up in Baltimore with its new name. Is this the first year you've called it the American Craft Made Marketplace? It is. Um, we rebranded. We're coming out as the American Craft Made Marketplace this year. Um, but for 45 years, we've been showing up at the Baltimore Convention Center um, as the American Craft Shows. So some people may be familiar with us. Um, under that name as well. Absolutely. It's a big event. It's a big deal for Baltimore. And we really appreciate uh, you guys choosing to to do it here. But I thought I'd explain that before we talk a little more about the American Craft Council, because they might think, well, hey, wait, isn't that in Minneapolis? And you're like, well, yes, <laughs> but there is a local angle since the show is called Spotlight on Maryland. I thought people might think that. But um, before we get into the American Craft Council and all the great work you do, because it is a nonprofit organization, I don't know if people realize that, but that they should. Um, how long have you been there? And what in your background kind of led you to this cool job in the first place? Yeah, so I started at the Craft Council in January of 2020. So as you can imagine, the world kind of turned upside down quickly after I started at the Craft Council. Um, But I was brought to this type of nonprofit work from a love and passion of handmade art and craft. Um, My background was working in fashion. I started my own business where I sold handmade clothing from designers all over the world, actually. Worked in sustainable fashion in San Francisco at the Real Real, and then was recruited to the American Craft Council. Because of my background in craft through fashion, my background in magazines, I actually had my own print publication um, with my business as well. And the Craft Council has a print magazine. So I feel like it was kind of just destiny that brought me to this perfect nonprofit that supports the arts. And it's been such a great journey. And you know what's cool? Isn't it true that if you have a membership or you get a membership to the American Craft Council that that includes a subscription to that magazine you were mentioning? Yeah, if you become a member and support the arts, you also get our publication, which is American Craft. It's a magazine. It's print. It's real. And I think that's so important in today's world to be able to physically hold a beautiful, well-designed, print copy of, of stories of artists. And we feature artists of all kinds in our magazine. We that, have glass artists, woodworkers, clothing, like I said. We also have jewelry. So it's a really fun magazine to read. Yeah, that's really cool. And you guys, you must be super excited since you did start in 2020. And that's kind of when the world kind of 
uh, pivoted to use a very popular mm-hmm. term, but to be back in person now for the first time in two years with the new name in your your familiar spot in Baltimore, that's got to be cool. Uh, this is like a, a new unique challenge for you in your job, I would think, to to be able to be there in person and connect with with people that are excited about as excited as we are about having the event in Baltimore. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty surreal. I can't wait to gather again in person and see the artists in real life and see the work. And I hope a lot of people show up to support our first year back. Yeah, for sure. Well, tell us, you've sort of touched on it a little bit, but tell us more about all the great work that the American Craft Council does. The American Craft Council, as you mentioned, is a national nonprofit organization. Um, We are local. We're based in Minneapolis, local to that area. But we are national organizations. So we support art throughout the whole country, and that includes in Baltimore, Maryland. So we have been showing up in Baltimore and convening for over 45 years. Um, We do marketplace events in person. Um, So that's one way we support artists is through the creative economies. Um, We also now have online marketplaces. So this year, running the same time a little bit before and after our in-person event, We'll be having artists work online as well to shop. Um, In addition to the marketplace work that we do, we also offer grants for artists. So right now we have our cohort open. It's the Emerging Artist Cohort Program, where we're giving 10 artists $10,000 each to be able to launch their business. We give them a full um, experience where they learn about marketing their business, taking photos, how to run a business. Um, They learn from the other artists, and then they get that grant at the end, the $10,000 to launch their career. So a lot of donations and support goes to programs like that to help artists. We have our publication, um, but we also have a library, too, at our space. Um, It's the largest craft library in the country that preserves the history of how all of these beautiful things are made. That's so cool. That sounds like we uh, need to get to after we... Get through the American Craft Main Marketplace here in Baltimore coming up May 20th to 22nd in person, as you're saying, and 16th to the 29th online. We'll let people how, know how they can get there as well. It would be a nice to visit the American Craft Council itself because that sounds like there's there's quite a lot there to offer people. Yeah, we'd love to have you in person or online. We have even the library online with our archive online. That's cool. And what is the the web address for people who want to participate in the American Craft Made Marketplace online? That That is information I think that would be helpful for people to know. Yeah, if they're interested in shopping online, they can go to shop.craftcouncil.org, and that will bring them to the online marketplace. If they want to learn more about the in-person event or the programs that we provide for artists, they can go to just craftcouncil.org. Oh, that's cool. And is there any other way besides those great ways that uh, that people that you have been supporting artists um, throughout the year with the American Craft Council? Yeah, we also, in addition to the magazine, we uh, do online forums throughout the year. We have awards to recognize the incredible work that artists do in the field. Um, So on September 15th, we'll have an online award ceremony to honor um, over 30 um, people in the field, not only artists, but educators, um, philanthropists, um, just everybody who makes the creative industry what it is. So yeah, I'm excited about that as well. Cool. Um, they're also going to be featured in our magazine. So we do recognition. We preserve the history through our library and we tell the stories 
of all these amazing people through our magazine. And your organization has a lot of signature events. Uh, I know our focus will be mostly on um, the one in Baltimore, but tell us about some of those other signature events that thing, uh, that you know craft enthusiasts can participate in throughout the year. Yeah, so in addition to our Baltimore event, we also have an event in St. Paul where we're located. Um, that's this fall, um, October 3rd through the 5th. Um, so people can come travel to the area. It's a beautiful time of year and shop craft from around the country that will show up here in St. Paul. That um, will also be an online event. And then another exciting thing that we're launching is our online directory. So people can actually find types of artists that they're interested in buying work from. So if you're looking for a specific furniture piece for your house, this online directory will help guide you to a handmade piece and the artist that makes it. So it tells the story of the artist shows you their studio with a video, um, kind of talks about the uniqueness of their work, and then you can browse and shop their collection as well. Wow, what a great resource. And it kind of makes the world a a much smaller place to have that access, or if you're looking (laughs) for that key piece, you know, that's a really neat resource. Um, And so tell us about, you know, your event coming up, the American Craft Made Marketplace in Baltimore at the Convention Center, uh, May 20th to the 22nd in person. Tell us about the kinds of artists that are going to participate in the event. And I know that you've got something special this year, too, um, that's going to feature some, you know, ex- ways that people can explore local artists to Baltimore this year as well. Yeah, so this year at the um, convention center, we'll be showing up with over 300 artists from there's artists from Baltimore local, but also from across the country. You can see some of the most amazing craft that's being made um, here in the country. And we will have a local area, so it's called Explore Local Craft, where we are featuring um, a partnership with Ashe Designs and Made in Baltimore. They're curating this absolutely gorgeous space. They're building it out, and they're going to bring in some of the local business partners in Baltimore and the work that they're doing here locally to make this such a vibrant arts culture. So some of those partners that they'll have in their space they're creating um, is Alyssa Zagman, who's a floral designer. She'll be making dried floral arrangements, and you can see her work in person. Um, the people who own Ashe Designs are Lawrence Moore and Daryl Patterson. They're the co-owners uh, and woodworkers at Ashe Design Studio. So they're the ones building the space and helping bring all of this together. We have apothecary. Um, we have ceramicists, um, woodworking, and we're really excited to bring all these local businesses together um, to highlight the amazing work that is happening in Baltimore. Yeah, absolutely. And what was it about Baltimore 45 years ago? I know it was way before your time, but that (laughs) that led to the American Craft Council to come here and to continue to come here because we, you know, as Baltimoreans really appreciate that support. I think it's just the rich culture that you have in Baltimore. You have such rich artists. You value the arts. Um, Be More Arts is one of our partners. And it's just amazing to see the creativity that comes from your city. And I'm sure that's what attracted the event organizers at our nonprofit way back when. It's just that that buzz of energy that the creative artists bring to your city. Yeah, it's really cool. And what other kinds of artists are going to be participating in the event? Um, We have woodworkers, um, so it's all types of craft, which is what is unique about our event. So woodworkers, ceramicists, you can see work from glass artists, 
We have jewelry makers. We have handmade clothing. Um, like I said, there'll be some floral um, plant um, and floral designs there. Um, woodworking, furniture. It's it's all types of handmade craft. So it's a really fun place to just come explore with the family or a really great place if you're a collector looking to shop, um, looking to decorate your home now that it's spring and um, you know, you're kind of refreshing things. A lot of people clean out their house and want new, fresh designs. Mm-hmm. Great place to come to shop. Yeah, or a lot of us still wor- working at home, or at least uh, sort of a yeah. hybrid of that, and need like you know, working space that, that kind of distinguished from their from their living space. There's there's so many unique needs now um, that I think in the last two years people are really excited to have it back in Baltimore. And what can people expect too when they attend the event? It sounds like you have you know you have these artisans who are, who are working on their craft, which could be. A number of things, as you were saying, from, you know, glass blowing to to woodworking that that's seems like a a big Instagram worthy opportunity to get those little videos of people, you know, working on their pieces. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So in addition to shopping the art and meeting the artists, um, we're also going to have the Explore Local area, as I mentioned. We'll have live screen printing on Friday and Saturday, so that'll be kind of fun. You can come out and get a free tote if you're a member or $5 for non-members, a tote bag, and then you can actually have it screen printed live. So that's pretty neat, too. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, we'll have our awards recognizing our artists um, in person sponsored by Artful Home. Um, so we're very excited to recognize some of the amazing artists at our event. And are there other, um, you know, features or activities that are going to be highlighting Baltimore artists and makers as well? Yeah, we'll also be partnering with Be More Arts magazine. They'll be on site and they'll be giving out free issues of their publication that highlights a lot of the local craft and art happening in the area. Um, So they'll be doing interviews and meeting with people as well. Cool. And so it's like the local members of our community can discover that as well as, you know, on a national landscape of people coming from all over the country and the world to, to witness this uh, gathering. So this is the first in-person event we mentioned, you know, since the pandemic. So how are the artists feeling about being back together in person? I think the artists are really excited. I think we're all kind of nervous to have our first event again. Um, it's kind of one of those things where if you don't do something in a long time, you kind of have some anxiousness about it. So I think we're really excited, um, a little bit of anxiousness to see how everything goes, but mostly excitement. And we just can't wait to see who comes out to support these artists through a really difficult time. Um, the pandemic has really affected their livelihood and they need the support of shoppers and enthusiasts of craft now more than ever, really. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think that's um, why these in-person events like uh, the American Craft Made Marketplace in Baltimore are so important for artists and the community across the country, really? I do, yeah. I think it's so important to make this a reality for these artists to run their businesses and to be entrepreneurs is so challenging. Like I said, especially through the pandemic, they lost a lot of their livelihood. Some of them couldn't continue their business. So the ones that are showing up, are pushing through, I think, just need our support. Mm-hmm. And you're definitely taking, you know, all the necessary protocols to have the event in person May 20th to the 22nd at the convention center, but also uh, for those who are unable to attend for whatever reason, you know, having that, um, oh, you know, online component coinciding like before and after the event from the 16th to the 29th, I think that really helps people too. 
um, it makes it open to even more people. And obviously, you've been doing it virtually for the last two years, so you've kind of nailed how to do that, right? So now you're even, <laughs> it's cool that you have both components depending on what, what people's needs are. Yeah, we really are excited about the hybrid options where people can hopefully shop both places, online and in person. But if they can't make it to the convention center, they can at least still go online. Um, and I think there's something to be said about being in person and hearing the stories and meeting the artists. But you can kind of get a little piece of that online. Too, mm-hmm. so. And so what are you hearing? You're at the hub of everything, planning this uh, huge event. What are you hearing from guests who plan to attend the event? Are they excited about it, too, I bet? Yeah, I think guests are really excited to see the artists. Some of the attendees have been coming for decades to this event, and I think they're just really excited that it's happening again in person. I think we've been missed in the city, our partners and our artists, but also the attendees who come every year um, with their families or their moms or their friends. Um, I think a lot of people make it a tradition year after year. Um, We did move the event. We had to postpone it because of the pandemic kind of surging in February when it normally was. So it is a different date. So we hope that people um, hear about that and come out um, this May for the new dates of the event. That's a really good point. They might not have, have heard that. And that's, you know, one of the many reasons you're on the program this morning. And that would be a really important time to tell people, how did they get those tickets? Uh, where do they go? How much are they? Where does that money go? And, you know, why is it so important to, to try and support it if you can, either online or in person at the convention center? Yeah, so the event um, in person is actually free this year. We are doing that to help the artists have more people come in person to make it more accessible after the pandemic for all. Um, So it is free. They can register for free online at craftcouncil.org. We are asking people to register in advance um, just because of COVID. We have some protocols like we are requiring masks and vaccines, just trying to keep people safe. Um, And if they would like, they can make a donation um, when they register for the event. It's a $15 per person recommendation for a donation. And all of that money goes to support our nonprofit, um, the American Craft Council, that puts together programs for students. Um, We also have a student program called School to Market, where we introduce students to selling their work and the marketplace and help gear them up for that opportunity. Um, As I mentioned, we have grants for artists to launch businesses. We have our library. We preserve the history of crafts. So there's a lot of things that your donation goes towards if you donate at checkout for, for the tickets. Yeah, that, I think that's the least people can do. That's really generous to have that free admission to kind of get people back out supporting live events and crafters. And uh, what what do you think has really changed for the for the community of the arts? Like, um, you know, we talked a little bit about the pandemic impacting artists in particular, but um, it sounds like a very resilient community. And how has that changed, you know, for the better as well, that they've been able to get the word out about their their pieces in different ways? Yeah, we're seeing a lot of resilience with our artists. I mean, they're absolutely just incredible people who are so creative, so talented, but also just so smart in how they run their businesses. We're seeing them pivot to new revenue streams, new business models. We've seen a lot of our artists partner with local, um, you know, retail spaces, doing their own pop-up events. We've seen such an increase in artists learning how to do social media to promote their work. It's really fun to see artists who 
do these flash sales and they completely sell out of their one-of-a-kind pieces. Sometimes in like five minutes, I'll see an email from them and go on their site and everything's sold out. So oh, that's awesome. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty incredible to see the support people have been having through the pandemic and through these times for the artists online and continuing to, you know, really support their art and what they're doing for, for the world. I think art makes the world just a brighter, better place. And without our artists and supporting their livelihood, that just wouldn't be a thing anymore. So I think that's the positive side is that they're thriving online and thriving through different different ways with their business models. Mm-hmm. And people can feel good about, you know, that free admission and that, that $15 donation, knowing the great work that the Craft Council does um, for artists throughout the year and supporting them during the pandemic and moving forward. What were some other things? I know sometimes uh, people don't like to toot their own horn, but what were some other ways that the American Craft Council supported artists during the pandemic and now moving forward to helping them, you know, um, be, you know, creative and, and, and there's no better person than an artist to be creative about getting the word <laughs> out. But, you know, I know you guys did a lot of other great things too. Yeah. We also provided resources for artists. Like I said, social media is such an important thing through this time when we're unable to connect in person. Um, we've been helping provide resources for artists. We have a social media mentor program for our artists where we teach them how to use hashtags, how to take their posts, how to be found online, how to take photos with their phone. Um, So I think that's been a really great program. Um, We built the whole online marketplace, um, which didn't exist before the pandemic, to support artists. So no matter if an artist already has an established website or they don't have a website at all, our platform allows them to upload photos, upload products, and sell their work. So that's something that we've invested in as an organization for the artists and something we're continuing to build. Um, Like I said, we're working on this directory. That will be a great way to connect artists to opportunities, um, whether that be interior designers, hotels, um, corporations looking to tell artist stories. There's a lot of amazing things happening to connect artists in the world, and our directory will be a place, a hub, for people to find those artists. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned social media now would be a great time. Um, let people know where they can find you on uh, what your handles are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the website, that kind of stuff. I know there are direct uh, links on there for people to to get started and to learn about what the American Craft Council is doing, you know, here in Baltimore with the American Craft Made Marketplace, but also year-round to support artists. Yeah, so if anyone has social media, we'd love to have you follow our page. We post great content about the artists, Content from our magazine, content about this event and details can be found as well on Instagram at Craft Council. We also have a Facebook page, Craft Council as well. We have a Twitter. We have a Pinterest. We have a YouTube. We have it all. Yeah, I figured you'd have Pinterest being creative like that. Um, That's awesome. And, oh, we're getting the five-minute warning here. So uh, important to know how do artists sign up or register to participate in the Marketplace events or online uh, with the artist directory that we've mentioned? If artists hear this uh, station talking about all the amazing things we do for artists and want to get involved, they can go on craftcouncil.org. Like I mentioned, that cohort, Emerging Artists Cohort grant opportunity for $10,000. Applications are open right now for them to apply for that program. We also have applications open right now to apply for next year to be an artist exhibiting in Baltimore in 2023. Um, in 2023, our event will be in March. 
um, but they can sign up now and apply to exhibit. Um, we have that online directory I've been talking about. That mm-hmm. opportunity is also open for artists to apply for right now. The deadline to apply for that is May 31st. The deadline for the cohort is also the end of May. Um, and Baltimore applications for 2023 are open until July 15th. Okay, cool. So, so you got a little bit of time. And then, so the deadline for both of the other things was May 31st, right? Yes. The end of May um, for the online and the cohort, and then Baltimore in person is open till July 15th. Got it. And are there any requirements to participating? Is there anything that people need to know to make sure they meet those requirements? Yeah, everything has to be handmade by the artist, so nothing mass-produced or manufactured, um, either small batch handmade production um, or just, you know, one-of-a-kind work. Um, Everything has to be made in this country, in the USA, or Canada, um, we don't allow artists from other countries to apply at this time because we are the American Craft Council. We're highlighting the work of the United States. Um, we are also looking for artists only in the craft mediums, so glass, ceramics, handmade clothing, kind of more that 3D work. Um, we're not um, highlighting painters or any of the other amazing art out there. We are specific to craft. That's an important distinction to make. Well, great. Thank you for that. And then we did mention March for next year of 2023. And so what are your plans, if you know um, yet, uh, will you be back in Baltimore, hopefully? Yes, we will be back next year in 2023 again um, at the Baltimore Convention Center. Um, The dates um, will be in person um, in 2023, March 3rd through the 5th. Awesome. So you're back in that earlier time of year. So we'll get, you know, we'll break them in this year in person, May 20th to 22nd at the convention center and also online May 16th through the 29th. And what was that website again? Was it shop.craftcouncil.org to participate online this year? It is shop.craftcouncil.org is where you can go to shop online. Um, The marketplace will be open online as well as in person. Well, we sure hope we get as many people as we can coming to Baltimore for the American Craft Made Marketplace. But let's just say people can't for whatever reason. How can people also get involved and support the American Craft Council's work throughout the year? They can become a member. So if you're interested in supporting all the amazing things that you've heard today, all the work that we do to support artists, you can join as a member. Just $5 a month or $60 a year and you get that beautiful print publication with your membership. Um, your membership goes to supporting those programs for artists. You get to find out the amazing stories of artists. We send exclusive content newsletters. We're also kind of catered to artists in our membership. We have an insurance program that helps them with their business insurance. We have travel for them when they go to different states with their work, um, so travel discounts. Um, we provide a lot of resources for our members. Wow, I'll say you sure do. Well, we're so excited. We, when are you going to be arriving in Baltimore? Pretty soon. And what's the? We have one minute left. And what's the? What's the thing that you do, Kiona? We've been talking to Kiona Tramby. She is the director of marketing and communications for the American Craft Council. What's your favorite thing that you look forward to coming back to Baltimore every year this year for the American Craft Made Marketplace? I really love the restaurants in Baltimore. I have been to such amazing places that have. Handmade craft actually all over the restaurant plants and just some of the food I've tried in Baltimore is out of this world. So I'm really excited to support the local restaurants when I'm there in person. 
You're awesome. Well, we appreciate you for doing that and also for, for 45 years for holding the American Craft Council's uh, big American Craft Made Marketplace here, right here in Baltimore. Definitely a sense of pride for our community and our artists in particular. Thank you all for listening. This has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.